The following program does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the staff, management, or ownership of this station. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good Saturday morning and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka and we are talking savings investments in your retirement as always here on the Max Out Savings Show. You can also listen live by going to 1070KNTH and uh, hit the listen live button. We have listeners all over the country now. And uh, today we've got a, a, a special guest which I wanted to, to bring on the show. He's got a, a great new book. Uh, uh, his, his name is Byron Kidder. And, and Byron wrote a book, It's All About Everything, which was, is a kind of a self-help book, how to bring best-of-class service. Uh, 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 and uh, Byron, morning. Hi, how are you? Hi, doing well, doing well. Uh, the, this is, I, I really like this book. I, I, Byron wrote a book. Byron uh, uh, graduated engineer, correct? Correct. And, and then he was in the oil and gas business uh, and came up through the business, worked for a, a number of companies, uh, worked around the world, and, uh, and, and wrote this book. Uh, tell us a little bit about the book. Sure. Uh, you know, I've had a really amazing journey um, throughout my life as a childhood, even growing up. Uh, and a lot of uh, successes and some failures. Uh, mm-hmm. Dropped out of college and then went back, got my chemical engineering degree. Worked some from really fantastic companies um, like DuPont, ExxonMobil, and Baker Hughes. And so I really wanted to try and capture all of those successes and some of the things that I think that I did uh, to be able to have a really good journey in my life. And so I captured that. So I, I titled the book, It's All About Everything, because you hear times you hear people say it's all about timing or it's all about branding or it's all about mm-hmm. This, but it's really not about one thing. It's really about everything. And so I really captured all that because I wanted to give back and share that with everybody. Okay. And, when that, and that's what I found so fascinating about this book. There's a lot of books out there about self-help and things. There's very few of them uh, written by people in the oil and gas business, uh, in the technical business that really – I, I think understands, you know, the type of people. And even if you're not an engineer, you have to deal with engin- you have to deal with these people. <laughs> and it's a different class of people than most people out there. And so I think for people in Houston, this is a phenomenal book. Uh, you, uh, what, 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 how you, the book is, uh, you, you know, you have something basically about engineers keep it simple. What what do you yeah. mean by that? That's interesting. Well, think, by the kind of counterintuitive. Yeah, I think a lot of times people think engineers are complicated because we do a lot of math and we have a lot of equations. But really, engineers try to keep things simple. They want to solve problems, and the way they do that is they keep they 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 really simple things down so they can understand the root cause analysis of of a lot of the situations. That helps us solve problems a lot faster. And so you know we love to use bullet points, right? And so with this book, it's a very simple, easy read um, with bullet points and takeaways at the very end to help people understand. And, you know, we in life, we really are selling ourselves every single day, right? I mean, that's what we do both in business uh, and our personal lives with family and friends and people we meet every day. And then we provide a service. You know, there's so many products out there in the world today. It's so competitive to really be able to differentiate, differentiate yourself. You really need to be able to sell what I call sell yourself first, then provide an amazing service provide amazing solutions, um, and then begin to learn to sell your product. Yeah, no, I, I think this is, I mean, this is to me is just fascinating what you're coming up with because very rarely do you hear that. It, it's, and the, uh, uh, you've got five chapters in there. What, what are we looking at there? Yeah, so essentially here's what I did. Okay. When I decided to write a book, which for me was probably one of the biggest accomplishments that ever took me about two or three years to write it. Um, but I just started to write down everything every day, things that come to the top of my head. And I wrote all those down and I came up with over 101 or read it 101 rules. And then what I did is as an they're, they're in the book, they're yeah. in the book. Yeah. And so, and so then what I did was I broke those down. I didn't think about the, the, the subject matter. So I've got sales growth, communication and being fastidious 
personal improvement, project management, and customer relations. But I didn't define that. The rules define that. So as I categorize them, these were the five topics that I came up with that they all fell within. Yeah, it, it, and again, I like this because you see a lot of sales help, how to work with people, but I also like the project management. That oftentimes doesn't get in these these type of books, and this that's a big thing. That's typically what what, what you deal with. Let, let's start with uh, sales growth. Yeah, so sales growth, I just listed a couple here. One we kind of talked about was selling yourself. Um, and then what I also try to tell people is salespeople. You know, I like to define myself rather than being a salesperson, but a consultant, right? Because you're doing more than just selling something. You're trying to add a lot of value for the customer. So offer more than just selling a product. Bring multiple applications that you can help their business with them. Really become a core team member. Okay. Yeah. So so what you want to try to do is when – when you're selling anything, you want to try to help bring to the table that you're here to help these people out, number one. Okay. Correct. So if you can help them out, figuring, look, I'm going to get the business down the wave. But, and again, we're in the oil and gas business and you're dealing with very complicated, very expensive stuff. You, you almost have to have, have that ability. And I think a lot of people have the, the, <laughs> the technical ability, but, but sometimes, they don't have the sales ability. And I think you bring some of this to the table. Yeah, what How I try does to that tell people, work? Well, what I try to tell people is, number one is just to be yourself. I think a lot of times people get caught up in sales techniques and trying to be somebody they're not. You know, people want to do p- business with people that they like, people that they can trust, right? They want, I mean, you're dealing with somebody's business. And in cases where I was dealing with multi-millions of dollars worth of inventory that I was, you know, responsible for when I was uh, in charge of the process. So, but they want to they want to do people that they can like and that they can trust and that can that they can believe in. And so I think a lot of times people get caught up in trying to figure out how to sell something when they just just be their self. Well, <laughs> this is funny because we've all been through, you know, because they give you some uh, uh sales training at the company or different types of things. And so you're, you've pried these things and you're thinking, this doesn't sound like me at all. Right. This is not me. And, and but I you're think, not to talk about that. And it's okay yeah. to fold that in, you know, to your approach. So you find the, you, you, you find the approach that is most like yourself. That's exactly right. And then you implement it. Yeah. And there's nothing, you know, like I read, you know, when I look back at my childhood, I was, had so many entrepreneurial tendencies. When I look back, I didn't even know that I had at one time. And I would buy all these self-help books and sales techniques and being a leader and all those things. And somehow or another, those probably subconsciously were worked into my, uh, into my strategies as I got older. But you're exactly right. Read them, learn from them, but don't use them necessarily verbatim. Yeah. Now that, that, that's, a, it, it takes a while to figure that one out. And it's just, uh, no, I can, I have funny stories in the past. We can all think of, you know, when you try stuff and you're like, this is, you know, uh, I must be sounding like an idiot here. And, you know, and then you go and you back and it didn't work. That's right. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, communication and, uh, fastidiousness, uh, what, 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 what's that all about? You know, that probably to me, see, Another part of the book title is it's all about everything, right? Mm-hmm. Everything in this world communicates with us, right? Everything that's going on around us every single day communicates information to us. And so communication to me, in all honesty, it is the absolute number one key to being successful in both business and in life. Because if we couldn't communicate, society wouldn't function. So to me, I call those differentiators, right? You, everybody needs a differentiator. And one of those is being a very good communicator, but also where I felt like I was able to be uh, to succeed was being fastidious, being faster than everybody else. That's one of the easiest differentiators that you can have to take advantage of, um, of, of, of being successful. Okay, so basically if, if someone asks you for something, you get, Absolutely. It, you get it back to them very quickly. Ab- that's exactly right. Okay, and, and communicate things clearly. As, as an engineer, you tend to sit there and, and delineate a problem. Like you said, keep – you know and and bring it forward. But oftentimes if you can quickly bring that solution forward, that gives you an edge. Absolutely. Yeah. It's simple. And you know, if you don't know the answer, so there's one of my roles in there is if you don't know, say you don't know, mm-hmm. you know, if you read my book, it's very common sense and it's a really good read for everybody who's starting out from beginners to mm-hmm. intermediate managers to senior level managers. Yeah. I, I read, uh, I think one part in the book where, where, you know, you're talking and the person says, well, can we need to get this done, this done? And can you guys do this? And he said, well, you said, well, we can do this, this. Look, I don't know about that last one. Let me talk to my people. Let me, let me get back to an answer. So rather than trying to kind of bluff your way through, 
But you then, say you don't know, then say, yeah, I don't know, but I'll, you know what? I will get you that answer. And then you quickly, minutes. quickly Absolutely. get the answer back. Yeah. That was, I think, think the key, which was kind of an interesting thing. Uh, again, uh, it, there's no problem with saying you don't know, but when you say that, make sure you get that answer back very quickly so they know they can count on you. Right. And in the book, I talk about your team, right? Everybody has to have a very good team. Mm-hmm. And so with me, I always utilize my team with all my technical expertise. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I had them right at the tip of my phone to where I could call them at any time. Okay. So, yeah. So you utilize the, the back office people, you utilize the research people, you utilize the engineers or whatever on, on the team. And so rather than presenting yourself as the know-it-all, you are basically, I look, I know most of this stuff, if I don't, I'll get back our people, I'll get with our people, we'll be back right back in touch with you. That's right. So yeah. that for you're not expected to know <laughs> everything, but they know if there's a problem, they can go to you That's and you'll correct. get the answer. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then we talk about one of the other ones that you that you mentioned here is is um, is a lot of times in the in the sales growth part, it's not about a single sale. It's about a lifetime of business. I love to use that a lot because I think a lot of times we get caught up in the single sale in the money, or it's a small job, I mean, it's, a, it's a small job rather than a big job. And I like to think of things about lifetimes of business, right? So sometimes there's sacrifices that you have to make when you're trying to complete a sale uh, so that you can earn that lifetime of business. And we talk, I talk about all about, about earning clients trust. It's a, it's a really good book with respect to all ranges of, um, of trying to, to be successful. You know, I tell people all the time, we all define our own success and don't let, it, let anybody else define that for you. You know, yeah. I mean, one of the things that's interesting is is the unpredictability of life in general, and so you never know when that little sale turns into a big. The guy gets hired at the big company, and and so if you approach everything identically the same way, treat everyone all the same, these things will work out for you. You know what? There were more times than no one I would take on a lot of small sales. (laughs) And those would end up that 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 person would call me back and they would have a, a, another another opportunity that might be a hundred times what the value of that small sale was. So, I think a lot of times we get caught up in that, and we got to remember that every phone call, you know, it takes a lot for an opportunity to align. Yes. Right. And mm-hmm. so when it does, take full advantage of it, no matter how big or how small it is. Yeah, I, I think this, is, and I really like the book because of that. I mean, I, I think those type of things because it is if you treat everybody the same way with a high level of service. Because you never know what's going to happen in the future, who these people are going to go. But it, it, and so by doing that, everyone appreciates the job you're doing. You build up a name, you build up your reputation, and then your business grows. That's right. That's exactly That's, right. Uh, Byron, great, uh, great book. Tell you what, we're coming up here on a quick break on the Max Out Savings Show. If you have any questions for Byron, you can call us up at 713-339-1070. The book is... It's all about everything by Byron Kidder, like in Kidder Peabody. Yeah. And uh, it's an old, I probably have gone back too far for some people, <laughs> but uh, and it's a phenomenal book. Tell you what, we're coming up the break. Byron will be right back after this quick break right here on the Max Out Savings Show. If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. 
South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. The Max Out Savings Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. We need better. We need get more bumper music. We need more bumper music. Okay. Uh, actually, I like that lead in, but we're gonna have to get some more of that. Uh, today, I tell you what. Today we're here with uh, Byron Kidder, uh, yeah, Houstonian. He's he's written a book. It's all about everything. And he uh, actually, it's interesting. I looked when I first got it. I opened up the the contents. I was gonna read it, and and he has the different rules. I'm like, oh, here for rule one through ten. Then I flip another page. More rules. It's like he has a hundred rules on different things. And uh, Byron is an engineer. Worked for a lot of a number of the big major oil companies. And he's written this self-help book, uh, and it, it, it's fascinating. Byron, uh, also one of the chapters you have is personal improvement. Yeah, rule number uh, 63 here. What do you, what, what, what's that about? So this is – rule 63 is, you know, we all change as we get older, right? And when you're younger, it's sometimes hard to understand. Like for this, this is welcome criticism. It's your best friend. Now I know for me – Criticism, it's hard to take, right? But we have to understand that criticism, we should listen to what people have to say. And when they criticize us, constructive criticism, of course, because we can learn. We can all learn from criticism, become a much better person in both business and life. And so I'll talk about the simple things just like that, you know. And um, another one is finding a coach or a mentor. Now, this is, you know, my father. Uh, who I think is listening, who uh, who is my hero. Um, you know, we all have mentors in life, people who teach us, who are looking to give us a better outcome in our overall life. But we also have coaches. And one of the things that I learned that was very valuable to me is to find coaches within organizations. Ask people that you're working with, a, a, a client, listen, I know that you know the organization really well. Can you help me and help me meet Bob or Sue? And a lot of times I find that people just don't ask you know, a lot of times our clients expect us to ask them questions like that. They want to help us. And so I, I think people try to find coaches within organizations to help them prosper their own business. Yeah, you know, I, I remember this when I was starting out in the investment business. I, they, I don't think people thought about coaches and mentoring. It was, this is a long time ago. It wasn't like today where people know this to some extent. And, and so I found a couple guys that I thought really knew what they were doing and right. really understood the investment marks, markets and were real geniuses at it. <laughs> I call them up all the time. It, you know, hey, Mike, what do you think of this? Da, 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 da. You know, I'm hearing this. What do you think? Oh, well, da, 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 da. It, it, you didn't even realize it, but it, it, it actually I have a, a report from one of them on the wall of my office, his last report he ever did. But you don't realize this, but you pick up enormous amounts of stuff. And, uh, yeah, it, it, to me, it, and listening to these people very closely to what they say. Right. You know, I think what I'm trying to do in this book is I was – I really, I think, have a really good gift with people, right? Mm-hmm. I love working with people, and I build really core, solid relationships with all of my clients. You know, to me, clients should become your friends. I don't think you should keep business – and pleasure aside, I think your clients can become really good friends, especially when you're dealing and trying to help their business and become profitable. You know, one of the other ones I'm mentioning here is, is, a, is, is a really simple one. It's don't be afraid to apologize. You know, when something goes wrong, I mean, clients, they want to hear that. And you're not necessarily, I think a lot of times people associate apologizing with guilt, but it's not the case. You know, so I think I just try to help people open up to build a really personal relationship with their clients because that will make those relationships even stronger. Okay. Now, if you have a question or uh, comment for Byron, uh, 713-339-1070. Byron, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Okay. I think that's a good point. Your, you know, your, your clients, your workers, your, your friends, and 
And I agree with that, and I, and I, I think that's really important. But <clears throat> when I started out in this business, I was talking to someone the other day. At, typically at lunch, you'd go to lunch with your, with your colleagues, go hang out at lunch for an hour, talking, you know, maybe have a drink once in a while. If it was with clients, you'd go to lunch, have a drink, and they'd go on for an hour, an hour and a half, uh, those type of things. And you would typically do that. Nowadays, that's much, much more difficult to do. I mean, everybody, you know, works at their desk, they work at their office, and it's harder. How do you develop that friendship relationship business when, when, it, when people are much busier than they used to be? And, and what we used to do with the, with the five martini lunch really was building the relationship. People didn't understand this. That you just don't have those opportunities today. I never had a five mark. I, I, you know, <laughs> you'd have to wheel me in in a cart. You know, anyway. I, I think a lot of times, you know, for one, again, in the book, I talk about all this. It's about loving what you do, right? Mm-hmm. You, you truly have to have a passion for what you do in your job. And I, and, and, and I tell people, if you don't have that passion, then fine. You know, we hear that all the time, but it's so true. And for me, what that meant was finding time outside of work. Just because you're an eight to five or an eight to four or you know eight to six, it doesn't mean that you can't take time on the weekends to find those extracurricular activities that your clients love. I talk about that in the customer relations part about creating memories, right? One of the most, and this is a big one, when you build and you create memories with your clients, those memories last forever, and it's associated with happiness, good feelings, right? Mm-hmm. Then you start to build those relationships and you build trust. So for me, you find time outside of work. And it's a lot more fun when you like your client, you enjoy working with the people. I mean, I, that's, I've always looked at it like that. I but mean, there's always a connection somewhere, yeah, yeah. whether, you know, and we all know this, but whether it be golf or tennis or, or, or whatever that might be, there's a, there is always a way to find it. And believe me. But it's it, harder than it used to be, I it's, think. It's a little harder than it yeah. used to be, but, but you can find a way if you want to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. The um, uh, the project management, I thought this was a great chapter. You <laughs> never see these in, in a self-help book. And again, this is why I like this book so much. Uh, what, what about product, project management? You know, I talk a lot about uh, project managing here because really that's where it gets down to managing your time, right? Managing your projects, managing costs. But I talk about how to how to work with meetings, how to work with managers, what managers are looking for, right? Like I talk mm-hmm. about managers... They don't want to provide solutions. They want you to provide solutions. So really what they provide for you is they provide questions to try to help you grow and understand the problem. Mm-hmm. But also talk about meetings. You know, a lot of times we get caught up in just going to a meeting, right? A scheduled meeting is 10 o'clock show up and we don't do any pre-work. But it really you can take advantage of it trying to think about the questions and anticipate those questions that might be asked and doing your homework up front. Okay. Uh, yeah. Particularly for younger engineers. Absolutely. Take the meeting seriously. Come up with some stuff that gives you an opportunity to do some stuff then. Correct. Um, the uh, let me see here. What the nothing gets done without a deadline. This is <laughs> in your project management. <laughs> that's when my father taught me. You know, I love this one. This is probably one of my most favorite ones, right? Because when you're in a meeting and you start assigning tasks, mm-hmm. everybody is always ready to raise their hand or say, "I'll do it." Mm-hmm. But when you start saying, "Okay, but give me a date as to when it's going to be done." Right. Then things mm-hmm. start to get a little more serious. Right. Because now it's a personal contract. Between, but this is a good one. If you don't set a date for any project that you're looking to get done, it won't get done. Once you set yeah. that date, everybody's got a contract. There's a deadline. And you know what I tell people all the time? Look, if it's going to take two weeks, two months or six months, just give me that deadline. Give me that date. <coughs> and then let's try to stick to that date. Well, and this is something particularly oftentimes one person will have an idea of when they'd like it done, and the person that raises their hand has another idea when it wants – it, that's when the confusion really comes in. It, yeah. And people tend to work at different speeds. Well, and the, <laughs> the other one is the under-promise, over-deliver, right? This yeah. one, I was taught this one by one of my supervisors early on was, you know, we all try to be the hero, right? Yeah. And so when somebody asks you to do something, you're, the enthusiasm kicks in, and you're mm-hmm. so eager to get it done, and then you end up over-promising. And so what I tell people is – in the books I describe is – you know, set realistic dates to get things done, right? But don't overpromise, right? So underpromise on it, and then overdeliver, and then you will become the hero. Yeah, and people can depend; they feel like they can depend on you at that point. Absolutely, yeah. Okay, yeah. This uh, this is a fascinating book. 
I think particularly for younger people coming up in organizations. Yeah, and I think it's a great refresher for the senior managers who are up there and just want to get a refresher and get I, back I to the basics. I got a lot of good stuff about it. I mean, yeah. it's like, yeah, <clears throat> some some stuff. When you're older, you read through stuff and you go, yeah, that makes sense. Now I see why I had a problem there. It's Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to just – I should have known better, I'm, but I, I forgot. <laughs> I'm trying to educate. You know, I was an engineer for 18 years and worked up at many different levels from process <laughs> engineering to project engineering to coordination all the way up to – end up to consulting, getting into what I call it's sales, but I like, as you know, to define that as consulting and into senior management. And so what I'm trying to do is help organizations get back to the basics of being successful and the, all the, everything in my book, over 275 pages worth really reinforces, like we said, everything from the growth to the communication, to the personal improvement, to the project management, and even how to deal with customer relations and entertainment. Yeah, that, now you do you do a lot of uh, now nowadays you you do a lot of consulting. You do some speaking on this too, don't you? Absolutely. Yeah, this is just a passion that I have, and it's just so you know you get to a point in your life where you want to give back, and that's really what this book is about. It's trying to help people, inspire people, and then just to teach them the basics on how to be successful with people, and really truly. It really is all about selling yourself and providing best-in-class service. You know, like I said earlier, every, we are so competitive now in this world with products that really if you try to sell your product over somebody else's, you're not really going to be successful. Mm-hmm. So start selling yourself, but then provide that amazing service that everybody looks for, and that is what will differentiate you from everybody else. I think that really – I think that's a very interesting thing, Byron. I, I think – it's like you said, in a world that's very, everyone is very competitive and, 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 and they're right up against each other nowadays. It really, it, it's the relationships, it's it's the ability to execute quickly and, and that people can depend on you, that, that trust. And it's like, hey, you know, why did you go with Byron? And it's like, hey, uh, you know, he maybe he was a little more expensive. Maybe it wasn't quite as good as the other you know, product. Exactly right. But I can depend on him. If there's any problems, he's going to get it done. He's going to make the company. We were good. able to maintain a much higher profitability. You know, I had a, a manager one time. He was amazing, and our products were about five to fifteen percent higher. And he always said, "You should always be able to sell that extra five or fifteen percent because of the value that we add, the safety that we add." So don't be ever be scared to hold firm on price when you're providing that added value. And I think a lot of times that's where people fail. They start lowering their price because they try to, to get the business and try to instead of trying to sell that added value. Because you know what? Customers will pay extra when they get that fast service and that great value and reliability. And that's why you've got to provide that service. Yes. And that's why, yeah. No, no, I, I think this is this is an outstanding book. It's all the book is all about everything. T- tell you what, we're coming up here on a on a quick break, but we'll be right back with Byron Kidder and, and the book is all about everything. We're also going to be talking about the markets, about investments, about your 401k. If you have any questions or comments, 713-339-1070 right here on the Max Out Saving Show. The Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of the morning show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. 
This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Once again, here's your host for the Max Out Savings Show, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka, and we are talking savings investments in your retirement. If you got any question or comment, give us a call at 713-339-1070. Tell you what, I wanted to have Byron Kidder on today, Houstonian, uh, an engineer. He's got a great uh, self-help book. It's all about everything. Uh, some phenomenal ideas in the book. Uh, by, Byron, one of the things, uh, we, we were just talking about project management, customer relations. Now, you say the customer's not always right. What, what do you mean by that? That's kind of a... Uh, well, I, in the book, goes I, against I talk a about, you know, let's, not, let's get away from this one of the rules. Let's get away. You know, the industry standard is you always say that the customer's always right. <laughs> but I want people to rethink that. I want people, you know, the rule says, that let's think that the customer's not necessarily always right, but they have an opinion. Mm-hmm. Right, and so what I mean by that is, if you just agree with the customer, are you really giving them the right solution, or are you just agreeing to fix the problem, but you're not really giving them what they want in mm-hmm. business? Right. So, start when a customer comes, let's just don't get to that point where we just say, "Okay, absolutely," right? Because mm-hmm. what they want from you, they want the right solution, and if you don't disagree, and they think they have them, it, by the way, yeah, yeah. But if it's not the right solution, it's okay to disagree and bring forward a plan. Well, how do I solution. do that? Well, you know, as an engineer, for me, what I'll always do is just document that, right? (laughs) Again, and one of the other ones I'll talk about is when you have an attainable solution, you need to sell that to your client and you need to believe in that solution. And so we talk about that as well. So you maybe give them two solutions. This is what you want. You know what's funny in the book? You know, I was really fortunate. I had a a, – who's a great friend now, Mm. a former CEO of of, of a company here in Houston, read through my book. And um, and when he says, you know, you always mention – Threes. Everything's in threes. Provide three solutions, and you know you, you'll notice that. And so he he was trying to figure out. But yeah, that's exactly right. At least what I try to build up is at least provide provide three valuable viable solutions, and then allow your customer to choose from those three. Right. And so that's what I like to do. Okay, great. Uh, this is a fascinating book. It's all about everything. Byron, how by Byron Kidder, how can how can people get copies of the book? So Amazon.com is is the easiest place to go to. You just go in there and you type in it's either all about everything or just Byron Kidder Jr. and uh, it'll come right up. Okay. I do also have a website at Byron Kidder. I'm also putting out a lot of inspirational videos, motivational videos, educational videos. They can follow me on Instagram. Uh, Twitter, Facebook. I mean, I'm, all you got to do is really basically just search my name. Okay, Kidder, K-I-D-D-E-R. Yeah, correct. And uh, you also do public speaking, uh, motivational type of stuff as well for companies too. Yeah, I call it professional speaking because I think sometimes when you get into motivational speaking, you talk about people trying to fire people up and things like Really what I'm trying to do, y- y- we're going to fire people up. But we're going to get motivated about what they do, but it's really about educating people and helping them become Better with and people to today, service. particularly, are, are much more, I think, motivated than they've been in the past. But sometimes they just you, they need ideas and different ways to do things that they can pick up on. Right, that's correct. Yeah, interesting. Now, okay, so yeah, the website is you can go to Byron Kidder Jr. if you'd like. You okay, can go there to see those. See what those if I go and... to Byron Kidder? Uh, that'll it? take you there too. I think. I got that. <laughs> just curious. Well. Just yeah. curious. Okay. Uh, the book is all about everything uh, by Byron Kidder. Byron will be around if you've got some questions or comments uh, uh, for for the rest of the show here. Uh, if you, uh, give us a call at seven one three 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 nine ten seventy here on the Max Out Savings Show. I wanted to just touch base a, a, a couple things uh, with uh, the markets here. We we had a, a problem with the with the healthcare didn't pass. Friday afternoon. Uh, it wasn't a pretty picture. And I, I, there's two schools of thought on this. I talking to uh, people. Uh, one of them is, oh, this is great. Now Obamacare is going to fall and collapse in flames up, uh, upon itself and everyone will see how really bad Obamacare is and then we'll get a good bill. Uh, and the other side is, see, I knew the Republicans couldn't do anything and Donald Trump can't do anything and they're all incompetence and they promised this and nothing is happening. And I tell you what, I think this was probably a mistake. Uh, 
I, I look. I think that this bill was was not a great bill. It w- really didn't need to go far as it needed to go uh, on this. Uh, but my concern is is that people are going to view this as, "See, I knew it. The Republicans are all talk, no action." And I, I, I really think. Uh, I, I think that's the real danger here. I think people start going, well, if we can't get health care, how do we know we're going to get tax stru- – how, how do we know we're going to get infrastructure? How do we know we're going to get deregulation now? It's going to put a question mark. This market has had a big run since Donald Trump has been presidency on change and things happening. And, and, uh, and a small group of conservatives basically just halted the change and put a question mark on everything. And that really worries me. I, I'm – very conservative. I, you know, I think the government shouldn't even be in healthcare, but, but, but I really think this was a risky thing. Uh, what a lot of people don't know about Donald Trump is when Donald Trump started running back in this time last year, he was probably the people viewed him in the know as probably the most liberal person we've we were running in the whole group and one of the most liberal. If he was going to be the candidate, the most liberal person since Harry Truman. And he was saved by the conservatives. <clears throat> he moved to the right, was embraced by the conservatives, and moved forward and became president of the United States. And the real danger we have is Donald Trump sitting there going, well, if I can't get anything done, do I shift to the center, which means we lose the, our conservative president to try to get things done. Personally, I think some of these conservatives made a mistake stopping Obamacare. I think there's tremendous risk in it. I, th- I, I have real concerns about our stock market uh, going forward, uh, and this to me is a disappointment. I understand it was a bad bill, and I kind of understand why they did it. But what I, I think some of the conservatives don't understand is is that there's a lot of people in this world that don't want the conservatives to succeed. They don't want the working people to succeed. They don't want the middle class to succeed, and they don't want Donald Trump to succeed. It's it's the establishment Republicans. It's the Democrats. It's the press. It's 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 the, the establishment around the world. It's the Europeans. It's the Chinese. We have a lot of enemies out there, and, and we have got to stick together. And if we don't stick together, we're going to be destroyed. And, and, and I think this was a mistake. And uh, hopefully we can get through this, but I, I, I think it, it, it's not good for the stock market. So if you've got any questions or comments, you can give us a call at 713-339-1070 here at the Max Out Savings Show. And uh, a couple other things. I, 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 we're putting together our, our new Max Out Savings Report, which is going to go out this week, I promise. I've been saying that for two weeks, and it's 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 been a very busy time in here. Uh, we, we've been kind of doing a lot of analysts. We moved some, a few things around in the portfolios and, uh, we really, this market appears to be breaking down. And so we're being a little bit cautious in here overall, but, but we're going to be sending, we'll put together a report on, uh, common 401k mistakes in, in, in it, uh, we really talk about the importance of, of, of saving money and building up wealth. Our, our, our philosophy and our motto is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. Uh, and you really have got to start out uh, doing things you can, you can control, not what concentrate on what you can control, not what you can't. In, 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 in the investment world and for building your retirement, you have to do what you can control, which is your savings rate. It's kind of, kind of like Byron uh, works out on this, and uh, and he, uh, you know, he talks about it in his book about being able to control things, and and, uh, and and that is important too with your savings program as well. And so, some of the common four hundred one k mistakes. The first one is, of course, failure to participate. This is something to talk to you. If you're not saving enough money, now's the time to do it. Look, most people listening to the Max Out Saving Show, we've got a very big audience in Houston now. They're, it's mostly savers, people saving money. But look, a lot of their kids, a lot of their grandkids aren't saving money, and you always have to, to encourage them to save money. At least take advantage of the of the free company match in your in your program. If you're not doing that, the free company match is typically if you put in 3%, the company will put in 3% or they'll match. If you put in 4%, they'll match 50% and give you 2% up to a certain point. At a minimum, take advantage of the free money. If you get a 50% match, 
That means if you put in 6% or let's put in 8%, they'll give you 4%. That's a 50% return on your money. You can't get a 50% return on your money. If I announce I'm getting a guaranteed 50% return on my money, on your money, there are, we're going to be opening to, for meetings to get this free money, 50% guaranteed. There'll be a line out of my office from here to Dallas with people wanting to to sign up for the program. And yet with their own savings program, they oftentimes forget to do it. So take advantage of that free company match. That's one of the important things. Uh, If you've got any questions or comments, give us a call, uh, 713-339-1070. Byron, Byron, you're still here. And uh, we're also talking about self-help. Byron's got a phenomenal book. Uh, The... uh, it's about everything, and it's it's written by an engineer uh, that's worked his way up in the oil company, which which in the energy business, which is this is the energy capital of the world. And so, uh, but oil prices, uh, we want to talk about that. Byron, can you do anything about oil prices? Can you get them up? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying. Yeah, now, it's it's difficult right now. There, there's a lot of capacity out there. Uh, the oil shale really changed the game out there, and and. I think a, a lot we wrote about this years ago we in some of our max out saving reports about the oil shale thing and what's always I think I mentioned it at the show what worries me is if you can basically find oil under about 20% of the United States of America it's not good for pricing for all practical yeah. purposes which is about the size of the the shale place but I actually had, uh, I'll have to get Google Maps and I'm going to calculate it out one day but uh so you know it's uh it's interesting. And, uh, you know, and I, and I do think, look, when you're in this business right now, this goes back to your book right now, everyone's having to work. Everyone's having to prove themselves. Money's very tight in the business and and it's really important to show what you can do and to sit there and, and, and do things right. Yes, exactly. I mean, it's all about finding that, what I call that differentiator, right. And providing that best in class service. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, no. I think that absolutely is, and uh, I, you really want to do it now. You have to be on top of your game. I mean, gone are the days when we could sit back in in, in like the seventies and 80s. remember those things. You could just go back and the two hour lunch. Remember those? Yeah, <laughs> it was great. Ah, uh, people did not work as hard, did they? I mean, it, it, they in the eighties in in eighty seventy they did not work as hard as they do. To, is that a fair assessment? Uh, you know, I, I graduated in 96. Okay. Well, I, yeah. So, was, may- <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it, it, I think it is. I really think it's much more than it has been in the past. Yeah. So, uh, I had a question come in from, uh, off the air. Uh, what do you do when your company drops the, drops the match in the 401k account? Good question. Particularly now, a lot of companies are doing everything they can to cut costs. You continue to save money in your plan. You continue to build up wealth uh, by by having continuing that company match program. And the reason why we say this is this is all about doing what you can control in your plan. And and it's almost impossible for most people to save money outside of a 401k plan or 403b or 457. So even if even if they cut the company match, make sure that you continue to push forward and continue to save money. The other thing I wanted to comment on today is overweighting company stock and industry. Uh, they, they did some research, and the, and the Bear Stearns employees owned 30% of the company. And Bear Stearns went within th- – Three months from being a rock solid company to completely failing and wiping out a lot of the wealth for the for the owners of Bear Stearns, which were a very smart group of people. Uh, and the same thing happened with Enron. Uh, I, I remember years ago. I won't even use anyone's name, but a relative of mine uh, asked me what I thought of Enron, and it was about four months, four maybe five months before it failed. And I said, "Look, I think they got real problems over there." And I, I, I think it's going to fail uh, because of the balance sheet. I, and it was probably three months. And, and his comment was, well, Ted, they're a very smart group of people. And and and, uh, and I said, but their balance sheet is over levered and they're going to get in trouble. So t- make sure we've had a big run from the absolute bottom. The energy stocks have come back. But make sure you're not overweight in the energy sector and make sure that typically – 
uh, you should have no more than 20% maximum in your portfolio uh, uh, of your own company stock. I mean, sometimes some people go a little more, you know, if it's an Exxon or something. Look, we get Exxon stock, Chevron stock in all the time where people have big chunks of it. And we try to hold part of it because these are quality blue chips that been been around forever. You know, when we settled my grandmother's estate, the Exxon, some Exxon stock was in the portfolio. I mean, I, I think that stock had been in there for Sixty years or more, and but but you don't want to have all of your eggs in one basket, particularly when you're working for the company, because if things go bad at the company and the company falls apart, uh, you lose your job and you lose your savings. So so understand that and, and and balance that risk. Now we're coming up here near the end of the show. If you've got any questions or comments, give us a call at seven one three 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 nine ten seventy here on the Max Out Savings Show, and we'll, we'll get your questions answered. Uh, the uh, let's see what else do we have? We got a report coming out here shortly. I tell you what, I saw another thing uh, today. It was a comment. I think it was in Barron's about how they think this is the end of the passive invest in, investing era in ETFs. About a two hundred and thirty trillion billion dollars, about a quarter of a trillion dollars in the last twelve months or since the last year into this year has been put into ETFs in the passive investing. Yeah, I'm looking at a chart here of of the Japanese market that that goes back to uh, from the 1990s, and uh, it it really peaked back in about 1989, 87, and it really never regained its peak. It's still to this day. It went down for about 20 years straight. And if you'd been passively investing in S&P 500 indexes, you basically were losing money most of the time for 20 years. And so it's important to understand uh, passive investing has become a massive trend in the market. Uh, I, I think it's I think it's overdue for uh, for problems. Uh, I, I if you look at uh, a price to sales ratio of corporate America. It's way too expensive. It the only other time it's been this high has been at the top of in the of the market cycle in 1999. For the last 60 70 years, it's been materially <laughs> below that. It typically it averaged about one time. Right now, it, it's about 1.85, 1.65, depending on which number you use. Uh, the only time it was ever been higher was the absolute top in 1999. This is a very expensive market. It's built on the Trump resurgence. We just got a big setback. I think you got to be very careful in this world, and you better have an exit plan in this market, which is what we do at Max Out Savings Advisors if you need some help. So uh, – those are some of the things we're going to be writing. We're putting out our, our report here next week. We're going to be writing some about this plus the common 401k mistake. Look, I, if you look at this market, it's breaking down. If you look at it, uh, some of some of the uh, things like the transports are breaking down. The utilities, uh, the uh, Russell 2000 are clearly breaking down. The Dow and the S&P are holding up. I, I really am. I, I don't have a real good feeling about how this came down on the health care. I, I think this is really going to cause us some problems. And I think you want to be a little cautious in here right now. So something to think about. Uh, I was looking at at. at uh, at some of the performance numbers year to date, and the best performing number has basically been uh, lumber, uh, silver. Silver's number two. Uh, NASDAQ <laughs> with about 10.62. Uh, NASDAQ is up about 10%. Gold's up about 8%. Uh, the S&P is up about 5 The Dow's up about 4.5%. This is on the futures. Oil is down about 14%. Very mixed market. Uh, very mixed asset. At, you've got a market that really hasn't gone anywhere over the last couple weeks and, and, and really seems to be breaking down. So I, I think we want to watch real closely to see how this reacts next week. So uh, something to think about. Uh, again, right here, if you've got any questions or comments, 713-339-1070 here on the Max Out Savings Show. We'll get your questions answered. The other thing I wanted to touch base on uh, this week was the – the, with 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 what's happening with the Federal Reserve and with the government is heavily involved in the markets between the Federal Reserve and Donald Trump. And right now you have two kind of opposing forces coming together. The Federal Reserve is raising rates. Interest rates bottomed a year ago uh, in June and uh, – now they've been moving higher. The Fed has raised rates only for the third time in the last 10 years here. 
about a week ago. When that happened, gold went up, the dollar went down, and interest rates went down, which which means they're still going to be somewhat loose. But they said if things improve with Donald Trump, they're going to continue to raise rates up. That's negative for the market over the long term. The positive is out of Donald Trump, we get a rebuilding of the U.S. economy. We, we, we have America first. We're going to lower our taxes. We're going to deregulate. We're going to cut corporate taxes. We're cutting personal taxes. We're going to repatriate $2 trillion overseas, and we're going to redo Obamacare. The Obamacare just failed. Now people are going to go, what about taxes? What about deregulation? Uh, what what about repatriation of money? Is that all going to be put off into 2018? We say, no, it'll be done this year. But how do we know? You said you were going to get Obamacare done. Now, all of a sudden, the bullish things, which was Donald Trump to the market, are suddenly going, are suddenly fading to some extent, and the Fed is still in there raising rates. So again, a time for caution. Uh, a lot of people really, I think, have their guard down in this market. Uh, they're, they're have, they're, th- we've seen the biggest inflows of money in probably 10 years on the excitement of Donald Trump. And the question is, is it going to cool down? I, I think this is going to be the key going forward. And I think uh, if you need some help, uh, you can, a couple things you can do. You can sit there and go into the website at maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com and sign up for our free report. If you need help with your IRA rollover, you're not sure what to do with your savings, you can also go to maxoutsavings.com and sign up for a, a meeting. I'll sit down with you and go over this and show you how we manage money using our value investing approach to the market. Well, we try to take into account a lot of these risks and do a lot of risk analysis. We've been through stock market crashes tech bubbles, all types of things, and they're really good at handling very, very tough markets. It's it's our real specialty. So if you need some help, go to the website at maxoutsavings.com and at a minimum sign up for the report. And by the way, uh, I've got Byron Kidder here. Uh, Byron, how do people uh, can find out about your book, It's All About Everything? They can Google me easily at Byron Kidder Jr. Go to Amazon. It's probably the easiest way to do that uh, and just put either It's All About Everything in the the book uh, search or my name. Okay. Yeah. And Byron, uh, I pay, I appreciate you coming on the show today. It's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you so much. And I enjoy speaking with your listeners. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, it's enjoyable. And I think we've given some real tips on how how to help them out with with their, their careers. Uh, and hopefully we've helped you out some with the markets here. I think it's going to be an interesting week next week. I think things are rapidly changing. The world is rapidly changing. We've got populism on the rise. We've got Donald Trump on the rise. We've had a little setback here. We're going to see how things go. But I think the world is going to wrap is, as we talked about since the election, we're seeing the world is entering a very rapidly changing pace right now. And it's going to be exciting. So what you want to keep up with it, stick with the Max Out Savings Show and the Max Out Savings Report. We'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Savings show. This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors, produced by Doug Harris and Noisemaker Communications. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka on AM 1070, The Answer.